is, it's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 267. We are that podcast talking about anime, games, conventions, the lifestyle, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I am Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo Gami. And I, I know I probably asked this last week or week before last, but I'm going to ask again. What the hell happened to spring? What do you mean? What happened to spring? It's like I go outside the the apartment slash studio and it's like 90 something degrees. I'm like, what happened to the nice denim jacket weather we were supposed to have for at least a month and a half? I mean, it never denim came. jacket weather. That's a way to describe it. It's well, like a very 80s way to describe spring. Well, I prefer. I go with denim jacket because there is a pocket on the upper left, upper right hand side where I keep my phone at all times. It just makes it easy ah. so I know where it is. Because if I'm wearing my hoodie, it's in one of the side pockets. I'm just like, uh, small as this thing is, it might slip and slide and fall somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of missed out on the um, the shortness of spring was kind of uh, unfortunate. Um, but I think also too that winter was kind of stretched. I don't know about you, but we still had really cold weather in the beginning of March, so... Yeah, I'll admit, I think maybe twice throughout the winter, maybe, no, five times at least, I did wear thermals. And it wasn't like back-to-back-to-back, it was like throughout. And also, I think like maybe twice I had to wear the the heavy-duty hoodie, you know, but... But it wasn't so bad. No, it wasn't so bad. I just wish it would have stayed pretty consistent. Because down here, it was like, we'd have two or three days of spring. And then all of a sudden, it would be like, nope, just kidding. Gonna troll you. It's freaking cold outside. They see you trolling. They hate Something like that. I mean, I haven't minded summer too much. It it hasn't been too hot for me. But again, um, I don't know. It, it just hasn't been too bad. I mean, it, if it's in the 90s every now and then, it's it's not like, you know, you've got Niagara Falls going down your back or anything. It's just, it's hot. True. Speaking of Niagara Falls, Mako, I think we need to make another trip up that way. If you're paying, sure. <laughs> I mean, much as I want to, I probably would, like, here. <laughs> yeah, because Niagara Falls now means everybody having to get a passport. Oh, right. Unless you're unless you live in New York. No, you still need a passport. Mm-hmm. You just get a uh, a whatever it, it's like a state passport. It's still no, money. It's an enhanced... Is it considered over like the Canadian border or something? Yeah. If you if you see if you live in New York, you don't need a passport to go to Canada. You just need an enhanced ID card. All I got to yeah, do is just pay but it's the still upkeep. like fifty bucks. You need a multi pass. <laughs> yes, you need a multi pass. <laughs> Multipass. Multipass. Okay, we are live tonight, week 
of June 7th, no, June 7th, 2016, right here on the VOG Network at vognetwork.com. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at vibe.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G, or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork. Um, if you have a chat client, you're not sure if you do or not, if you, there's a link. If you click on it, your default chat client will bring you right up so you can come right on into the chat room. Um, I kind of advertised that tonight's show, so I'm hoping to see a lot of my cosplay friends pop in and talk and call up on our Skype line and, and discuss, you know, similar topics so of what's going on tonight. So as we get things going, I'm going to go ahead and start with how was your week, how was your day? Let's kick it off with Ichigo. Well, hey guys, I'm back again from another convention. For those of you that made it to Awesome Con in DC here, it was super awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, and if you guys watch me on my Facebook page, I tried to vlog about it. I did stay a bit more busy than I did at Animazement, but I did try to keep up with you guys. Um, uh, it was interesting. There were a lot of great things, and then there were a lot of like really weird things that happened. Um, hmm. I mean, we had tons of celebrities, and, like, Peter Capaldi and John Barrowman were there, so obviously we had, like, the random crowds that were like, wee, yay! And and then, um, you know, there's just, like, lots of different things going through the pipeline, and I, I ha we had weird customers at the vendor's hall, so I don't know. There was, like, a mom who was like, no, no, I'll make those for you, sweetie, because she didn't want her kid looking at our booth, and then there was a guy who completely parked his, um his stroller right in front of us and walked completely away to another part of the vending hall, which was really, really weird. I don't know. I'd never leave a sleeping infant by themselves in front of a booth where I don't know anyone. Um, but that's just me. Uh, anyway, other than that, there's this weekend. I'm super excited. We're doing a promotional maid cafe at Studio Cosplay up in Silver Spring, which is my job. It's actually where I work. I'm a cosplay professor of sorts, and um, we're doing a fundraiser because we'd love to keep our space open, so we're trying to earn funds. So this Friday, I'll be homemaking all the curry and all the onigiri and all the snackadoos, and I hope to see some of you who are local to me there. Um, if you have any questions, you can always PM me on my Facebook page and stuff like that for any other info. But yeah, that was basically my week and my week coming, so... Excitement! Well, damn, Ichigo, you're quite the little hustler, aren't you? Oh, dang, you don't even know, bro, because you got to make that money, honey, and cosplay don't pay the bills. Well, unless you are cos-famous. Unless you're uh, cos-famous, yeah, that's so true. Oh. Um, unfortunately, I don't have quite that uh, expansive global touch yet. Um, I'm hoping that through teaching others to love what they do and be crafty and learn leadership and time skills and management skills that that will leave my mark on the cosplay world but for now I'm happy being tiny little town Ichigo who works for nonprofit. so I like always happy to support I definitely like how the way that sounds you know hmm Mako-chan how was your week and how was your day um my day was crap. The people coming into my store were crap. But this weekend was awesome because uh, I went to Pride. And uh, yeah, it was so much fun. And I got so much free swag. And yeah. And I got a sunburn. 
Yeah, we kind of noticed that sunburn. Yeah, it was very, very painful. Very, very painful. Like, last night I was having muscle aches because of it. But are you feeling but, any better? Um, pretty much. I seem to be doing uh, pretty well today. I haven't had to do aloe. I haven't had to take any pain meds. So I'm hoping by fully tomorrow it will be done. <laughs> That's good. But yeah, I got a lot of cool shit. Wawa was there, and uh, so I got a really nice, really nice sized um, portable cooler, like mm -hmm. the soft pack from Wawa. And then I got a coupon for a free drink, and then I got a coupon for a dollar off of a sub. And got lots of keychains and bracelets, and it was fun. And I saw one of my favorite drag queens. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, it was. It was. It. It was definitely fun. I don't know that I will return next year because it's basically the same thing over and over and over again. But it was nice to do once. Cool. And it was nice hanging out with the family. Mm. Well, speaking of family, my weekend day was kind of interesting. Um, see, um friend of mine invited me to come hang out with her for like from like Thursday to Monday and I'm like well what's going on her work schedule got screwed so no one be home to watch her kids so I was like you know I'll take some time off go, go do this kind of get out of town for a few days so and that's what we that's what we ended up doing I was like a bit of a babysitter but I had my tablet I was still able to remote into my machine to do work that had to be done so Saturday was the fun part. Um, my friend, uh, I think this started up over text. About a, no, no, no. She comes home and it's like I got this crazy idea. I'm like, what is it? Now I wasn't sure what we were going to do this whole week, so I packed like my swim trunks just in case because you, you never know. So she's like, let's go up to Rhode Island. I'm just like, Rhode Island. Now, mind you, I was already in Connecticut, so hitting Rhode Island was like another 60 to 90 minutes. So I'm like, why? She's like, let's go to the beach. And I'm like, all right. And she's like, well, the beaches around here are nice, but I want to go up to Rhode Island. I want to be in Atlantic water instead of like the sounds. I'm like, okay. So me, her, her friend, and her kid, we all pack into the car and, go and drive all the way up to Rhode Island. And that was kind of fun. Especially, um, let's see. Marco, I already tagged you in this on my personal Facebook, but you know our usual pit stop when we go up to PAX East? No. Yeah. Remember Remember when we all, the, the, the stop and shop that we always stop at and the gas stations across the street? Yeah. There. You didn't tag me in that. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-mm. Unless it got missed, but I know for a fact I did tag you. But I'll go back and double check. So maybe you tagged one of the other patties. Well, I was mobile, but I will double check. So to get up there, we I think we went off on the side. We got off at the exit there to go towards Rhode Island. So I was like, I know this area. My friend was like, What do you mean you know this area? I'm like, We go up to Pax East, and this is like our usual pit stop, you know, for to stock up on groceries and the refill for gas and keep going. So we went up there and it was fun. And we walked up and down the um, the, the boardwalk. The best way, I think we're at Miss Aquatic Beach. And the best way I can describe the beach here is a quiet, slow town equivalent of the Jersey Shore. What I mean is you have the spots where to park and we got $5 parking because it was towards the end of the day and it was like slim pickings what the guy said. So we parked, walked up a, walked up a bit of ways and walked over to the beach and then when we came back, up and down this little road was like little shops and arcades and stuff and I found a DDR machine so I got like two games of that. Unfortunately, the right uh, the right side wasn't secured properly, so it kept popping up every time I hit the down or the left arrow. And that was basically my weekend. Now I'm just tr in the process of going through uh, the rest of my convention photos from Castle Point and CloverCon, so I can get ready for Anime Next this weekend. And that's going to be a great, interesting story. I would, there was something else I was going to say, but I totally forgot, but, eh, it'll come back to me, it'll come back to me, so, like I said, uh, tonight is our town hall cosplay podcast, it's not often that we do them, we only do these types of shows, if I come, if me or any of our staffers comes across an interesting article that we know will take up at least a good 30 to 40 minutes of discussion, and it's something that kind of affects us all. So, as I said, we talked about briefly last week on an article called Balancing Act. Cosplay is not life or death. We are going to, that's what we're going to talk about on tonight's show with special guest uh, Calamity from Calamity Cosplay. The, the woman who wrote the original article. Pretty much, we're just going to talk about, you know, our aspects of when we found out, you know, where do we draw the line? When do we know too much is too much and so forth so we're gonna have fun with that and don't worry we do have our interesting news from japan it popped up so we'll be talking about that on later tonight before we get up on out of here um, yeah you have to uh fix that in the uh already did okay yeah okie dokie i just have to um just update it um when i when i write the rss feed for this week's episode that's all other than that, um, we're good. Alright, so we're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to have our special guest on the show, and we're going to get into the meat and, meat and potatoes of tonight's program, and most likely the Skype line will be on all night, so probably as we're talking, if you call in, we'll take your call and so forth, so. Alright, so... Y'all ready for tonight? Yep. So, ready to make new friends? 
It's gonna be awesome. I like the, I like your motivation, Ichigo. I really do. I'm sorry, I'm full of con post energy and jelly beans. I can't even. At least it's not right. post con depression. Oh, you know, I still do get that because I'm going to miss all my friends, but I'm going to see them not too soon. So hopefully I'll be able to Mako-chan it up and kill it, kill it up later on this year. All right, cool. So for now, we'll be back.
Okay, now I remember um, what I wanted to talk about briefly before our last break. Um, hold on one second. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but you remember the whole thing about uh, the Pokemon Go beta test? Yeah. The first wave of invites went out. That's cool. At least three of my friends are in the beta. That's pretty neat. And I'm just like, I want to be in on it. It'll, it'll, it'll help my workout regimen. I mean, running around this area of town looking for Pokemon. Well, in all honesty, though, it is the first round. So you've got to imagine that there are still going to be some bugs that the beta testers are going to find and stuff. I wouldn't mind being put in in the second round. Yeah, but that's why they have it. So, um... So, so that would happen. But, you know, if I do end up in the beta, I'm going to have to put my Brock cosplay together and be like, if I'm going to do it, at least I'm going to do it right. Well, uh, are you going to keep your eyes open or are you going to close your eyes for sake of cosplay? Well, for the pictures, I might just close my eyes. But, you know, we, we will see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now let's get into the meat and potatoes of tonight's show. Wow, the chat room is is um popping popping tonight. I'm liking it. Um, we're gonna go ahead and start and uh, uh, bring our guest on. I'm gonna bring her in um briefly. Um, she is uh, Calamity Cosplay. She is the one who wrote the article on tonight about uh, that we d discussed briefly last week, and we're bringing her on tonight. So let's add her to the group call. And maybe if we're lucky, we might hear her cat in the background. Her cat might start communicating with Mako-chan's cats as well, you know? <laughs> Calamity, are you with us tonight? Hi. Sorry for my voice. I'm dealing with a bit of um, allergies right now. But we thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being on our show tonight. Welcome. Warm welcomes all around. That's one of my co-hosts, Ichigo. <laughs> And if you do hear a loud purring cat in the background, that's Mako-chan's cat. Or or mine. Um, mine also likes to chat and, like, chirp. So if you hear howling, that's that's me. And I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable. I love cats. See, there is no reason to apologize. We actually encourage it. Like, a couple of weeks back, I was having some technical difficulties. So Mako-chan and, and Damien kind of took over while I was trying to fix the cabling in the background. <laughs> Yep. And, um, Dark Tetsuya says on chat room at live.vognetwork.com, podcasts. It's true. It's true. Like, I have considered doing Let's Plays on Twitch and stuff, but I'm pretty sure that most people would just come to watch my cat kill me as she walks across and sits in front of the TV. Like, <laughs> she she's part of my whole cosplay thing, too. She sits mm -hmm. on every single costume I make. Gets her fur into everything. She's so helpful. So helpful. Oh, you know that there's like, actually, when they manufacture fabric now, they actually have this thing that's called Catatract, and they've like started to put it in every fabric that's that's made. So like, well, it's it's actually more like Petatract because like it works for both cats and dogs. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she she also sits on my keyboard, my hands. She basically she's like a magnet. If there's something interesting going on, she has to sit on it. So Well, you're not special. paying attention to her, so that's the obvious problem. Clearly, clearly. 
all eyes on me, Missy, pretty much. Basically, I have joked that my costumes are up to 10% cat because of all the fur that goes on the what, oh, what, would you ever cosplay Katniss Everdeen? You know, <laughs> seeing as I love puns, yes. <laughs> yeah, anyone that has read my blog is aware. Like, aside from the um, the the one we're going to dis- the blog post we're going to discuss tonight, there's there's puns everywhere. Like, it's just part of life. I've been known to make a few dad jokes. Yeah, at least your puns are buried in when uh, Drew Nami was an OLR with the joke book. He got to a point where we had to take the joke book and burn it. And somehow he got it back. But anywho, um, <laughs> Calamity, uh, how did you get into cosplay? What made you say, you know what, I want to run around in, fa- in fancy fabrics and do cool stuff? Um, well, it's kind of a long story. Go for it. But I've always enjoyed doing costumes, so like... Halloween was like my Christmas. Like I loved Halloween. I'd start planning out what costume I was gonna make and I always made my costumes like two months in advance. Um, And when I got started, it wasn't really like the cosplay scene we know today because today is everywhere. Like it's in popular media, it's on TV, it's mentioned in movies, et cetera. But back then when I was starting to get into it in high school, like a longer time ago than I want to admit, there was a couple of cosplayers at the first anime con I went to, which was in Toronto at the time. And and I was like, wow, people can dress up as their favorite character because that's what it was at the time. It wasn't mm-hmm. really like the, the show-stopping, oh my God, costumes that we have today. Right. So I kind of got into it once I had the time and money and I was in university. Um, but then uh, I kind of saw the recession coming again because I'm older than I want to admit. And I was like, oh, the degree I'm in won't work, so I have to transfer, because I was studying journalism at the time, which then took a nosedive the moment the recession hit. It was like, I went from being almost guaranteed a job when I graduated, being in one of Canada's top journalism schools, as I mentioned, overachiever, um, to like, I know one person that works in media that graduated from the class I was in (laughs) out of 100. So, yeah. Um, so I transferred into IT, but then IT was a lot heavier of a course load, so I had to stop doing the cosplay that I had just started around 2006. And then I didn't really get back into it until 2012 when I reconnected with my friend Melting Mirror, who had continued to do it and actually became like internet famous and is, was a master level cosplayer and all this fancy stuff. But I didn't know that at the time. I'm just like, hey, do you still go to cons? Do you still dress up? I have free time now. I kind of want to get back into it. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll see you at the the next local con. And then, like, my world was blown because there was so much different. You could buy wigs online. You could buy contacts online. There was cosplay networking sites. There was all of this stuff. And that's actually why I started blogging about it because so much had changed in those five to six years that it was almost unrecognizable. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that there's other people who are wanting to get into this hobby, but are kind of like, oh my God, where do I even start these days? Because there's just so much going on. And there's like the whole Facebook likes race. And there's like, just just so much going on that I started blogging about it. And I didn't expect anyone to read it. Like, 
literally. <laughs> my earlier blog post, I think I mentioned that I have like two readers and that's that's not really joking. That's how many I had, but I've been doing it now for four years. So that's kind of, I just kept writing and sewing and writing and sewing and then people started paying attention to it, which was weird. And then people would be like, oh, you're Calamity. And that was even weirder because I wasn't used to being recognized at all or like talked about or anything. But that's the, the shorter version of things. But basically, I like making costumes. And then this lets me do that and then actually wear them in public without getting stared at too much. See, I always tell people, when you're in New York and you're wearing fancy costumes, nobody pays attention to you. If you're walking down the street and you see someone in a cosplay or different hair, you're like, do I know that cosplayer? Many times I have said that and it was like a good 20% chance that I did know who that person was. Um, but but I, New York is kind of like, you expected a bit more up here in Canada. Not as much, <laughs> especially in winter. And you're like, why is that person wearing shorts? That's how you lose your legs. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fun. I enjoy it. But like I mentioned in the post, it's um, it's a hobby. And unless you're the Yaya Han of the world or the mm. Jessica Negri and you're making your living off of it, it's only a hobby, you know? Like, it's different if this is your primary source of income because we all need to make sacrifices to be able to eat and survive and pay rent. But if it's your hobby, yeah, it's balance. I completely hear you about that. And and I understand the whole blog writing thing because there are times I have written stuff. I guess depending on what convention I'm coming from, I'm like, wait, y'all read this? Y'all actually agree with me? What's going on here? And the whole... See, while you took like that break from cosplay, which I think is a really awesome thing that you did, um, I kept going... And I kind of saw how things changed. I think I could swear. I just woke up one day and went on my computer and like, and was like, where did all this social media come from? I'm like, that I sleep for six months and then just wake up and see this or what, you know? Um, I do find that really interesting too, because um, like I mentioned, I was friends with Melting Mirror, who's a fairly well-known Canadian cosplayer and I met her through school so I wasn't like I was aware that she cosplayed and she still did it but I wasn't really aware to the extent that the community had grown until I logged in to like check out the Facebook community mm -hmm. and oh hey look all these people that I've known for years are at like 8,000 likes or whatever you know I'm like wow that many people follow costuming because back when I did it in 2005-2006 it was much more about like oh, you know, I love this character, or I like the design, I'm going to try to make it. But there wasn't really wigs available, so that was the era of, like, getting the manic panic hair glue mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. putting it in your hair, and then, like, you're stuck to everything. Or um, there was the ill-fated Calamity tried to sew a wig once. That was terrible, terrible. Because I used yarn, there was no other option. I was trying to do the major from um, Ghost in the Shell, but where do you get a purple wig in June? back in that day so like I'm like oh well there's purple yarn I'll just iron it flat no no don't do that don't try to sew your own wig just don't <laughs> <laughs> see 
see, I can tell you, there have been times where I'm working on my cosplays, and it's like, I'm, I'm putting them, I'm sewing, and one of my cosplay friends looks at me and goes, um, what are you doing? I'm working on my cosplay. And they see that I'm trying, but I'm not on their level. And they're like, you know what? Give me that. I will do this. Go fix my computer or something. I'm like, all right. And I will come back 20 minutes later and be like, done. And they're like, done. Even exchange back. <laughs> I'm all for the barter system. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're competing, at which point, um, I know the, the competition format is different for the area of Canada that I'm into almost everywhere else that I've been to. And I'll explain that in a little bit. But barter system is wonderful because then, like, there's an even exchange of work and services, and it makes everyone's life easier. So say there's something that I really hate doing, like gem casting. Mm-hmm. I can go to a friend that's really good at it and say, like, could you help me do this? I'll help you set up your blog or redesign it or something else in exchange. And then everyone's happier at the end of the day. I couldn't agree more with you. Could not. <laughs> now, And also, like, that's how you deepen friendships, too, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got you got your stitching bitch, and you got the bartering system, and I'm I'm all about that. See, there were times I would have like my yearly barbecues that just come through. There have been times I've gotten messages from people, "Can I come on my cosplay?" And my response is, "Sure," but you have to man the grill while I'm upstairs having my um adult beverages. And they're like, "Um, I'll leave Inuyasha at home." Good answer. <laughs> yeah, especially Inuyasha. Inuyasha with like the long hair and the long sleeves near a barbecue, not not the best idea. Safety, safety first. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, speaking of safety first, let's get right into um, the thicket of things. And another reason why I wanted to talk about this, um, this article actually popped up on my birthday, so it was like this has got to be a sign. So. I, I was actually really caught off guard with, um, sh- 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 sorry if my cat was asking for attention. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> I was really surprised and caught off guard with how big it got because I have had a couple posts kind of almost go viral before, like a couple thousand hits or, or whatever, but they've always been like the, the more comedic stuff that I write. Whereas every now and then I'll do a more in-depth, um, analysis into the cosplay culture Mm -hmm. or I'll talk about things like this which are more like heavy life events and how that relates to cosplay or finding balance um and I just kind of wrote it for myself more than anything I'm like well if some people read it and like maybe they'll be take a look at it and see oh yeah that that makes sense and then I posted it and then it like exploded all of a sudden I was getting notices on my phone being like WordPress is exploding your stats are booming and I'm like okay that's okay maybe like 10 people read it in an hour or something and then I checked and like 150 shares on Facebook later and comments and like a lot of messages being like thank you for writing this which means even more to to me rather than seeing the number of people that have read the article Mm -hmm. because these are people that have read the article and taken the time to actually write back to me and thank me and that's never happened before so that that was really like it meant a lot to me especially because I kind of put myself out there in this article 
more than I have in the past. Yeah, because from when reading it, I could tell you, you put a lot of heart and soul into it, and I'm reading it. I'm just like, wow. I I can truly relate to this, and I'm like, and the, when you said you have fibromyalgia, I have a couple of cosplay friends who also have fibromyalgia, and I'm like, y'all have got to read this, and they're like, where did you find this? I'm like, here, you know, and one of my friends, she just did like this trip to ASIN and back, and she's like, yeah, I was truly feeling it afterwards, and she's like, wow, you know? Mm -hmm. And... For me, having fibromyalgia has been, um, it's been a change, but I've had health issues for most of my adult life at this point. Mm -hmm. So adjusting my life isn't new, but the, the extent that I've had to for fibro is, is different because it affected everything in my life. Normally, like I can have a couple of rest days per weekend and then I'd be fine, but for whatever reason last summer just like fibro kicked my butt and then i i had to take all of fall to to just recuperate and be able to to be human again which was kind of a very difficult but forced lesson on the universe's part mm -hmm. to be like just just stop everything and like just just feel better so coming off of that, I was just starting to get back into things. Um, Ottawa Comic-Con was the first con that I was back at since August. And and it definitely kicked my butt after, by the way. Like, I was right. so sore and tired and everything afterwards. But, but it was good because I saw so many friends that that helped. That's and aside from that very end of Sunday... It was a great con. It's just that left a really poor taste in my mouth just because of the way the timing fell that I got the news about um, our family to to watching some people just get really upset about, like, ribbons. Right. <laughs> just like, it's it's ribbons. It's just paper, like, well, and fabric, I guess. Yeah. It's something I've seen with the new generation of cosplayers coming in. It's like, it seems like to them, having a high number of Facebook likes, uh, followers on Twitter and Instagram, and putting yourself out there is more important. Like, winning, that's more important than just going to the convention to just cosplay and have a good time, you know? Yes and no. Yeah. Um, I do think that it's more visible in the younger cosplayers. Okay. Um, so, like, it's it presents itself in ways that are easier to point at and say, that's kind of weird. So because there's so much on social media these days, so like the mm -hmm. likes race, which is dumb because Facebook has neutered that. So yes. don't, don't rely on, don't rely on Facebook likes cause it's their algorithms are weird. Yes. Um, and I'm going to be writing like a full post on that too, because most people don't really understand how that works, especially people that are less tech savvy. So mm -hmm. that's a thing. Um, but Having been to other conventions similar to um, Costume Con or World Con, which are more of the like the old guard of costumers. Yes. And I'm talking about the people that use the term costumer, not cosplayer. Right, right. Cos cosplayer are those young gosh darn kids, you know? Get off my lawn. Um, <laughs> pretty much. And, and we've run into that, actually, which is weird because at an anime con, I'm like old. At Costume Con or at um, World Con, I'm like, a baby, which is a little bit weird of a headspace, but um, but that presents itself in different ways. So they're much more about like um, 
status right rather than like numbers of likes so they're like i'm a master level cosplayer or i've been costuming for this many years and that's how it presents in that way so it's just it's a human nature kind of thing to want to be recognized and be appreciated mm-hmm. unfortunately it seems to get sidetracked into these like um things that don't really matter so much true you know, and you know, and I do like I said, I, I do see this with the younger generation, and sometimes they ask me various questions. I'm just like, I, I can't even answer some of these. I'm like, I just kind of feel like back in my day, we didn't have all of this. We just rolled with what we had, and it was still fun, you know. And there are still people like that who yeah. are in the newer generation, but they're not the ones contacting us. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. So we don't see them as much because they're not putting themselves out there into the community because they are just, you know, they're good to just chill and have fun at the cons. They're the attendees that are in costume one yes. day out of three instead of three costumes per day, you know. It's it's a visibility thing because the more you, you interact with the world and try to get notice that yes you may get noticed Mm -hmm. maybe not in the way you want to be like you may be noticed for being too aggressive or or a little bit like not respecting personal boundaries kind of thing but you will be able to to get noticed eventually Mm -hmm. yeah i've been caught up in a couple of those myself i'm just like i'm gonna kind of stay in my corner and just kind of close the door i'm pretty lucky because i don't run into it as much as many other cosplayers do Namely because I am a very tall person. <laughs> so I'm much more physically imposing to people than, say, like, my friends who are 5'1". Oh. So, and I apparently have resting bitch face to, like, the nth degree. So that, I'm assuming, also helps. Well, number one, <laughs> how tall are you? I'm 5'9". Right. And number two, if you have resting bitch face, maybe one day you'll cosplay Satsuki from Kill a Kill. Um, I totally join you know, clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the clothing one, not not the no no know, no no. I re- upgraded suit. No 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 no. Not the no, naked beach no, one, but no, the actual no, Satsuki no. and her uniform. And you know, and the white I have no uniform, problem yes. with people that do it, but that that's not for me. I am I am past the age of the bikini cosplays unless I am on a beach or at like a beach con. That's I'm okay with that. See. I'm okay with that if I, I'll be like, um, where do us uh, guys with the dad bods and the beer bellies go? That way, okay, thanks. Wherever they want. <laughs> Seriously. <Yeah. laughs> like, if you want to cosplay someone, cosplay them. There you go. You know, although do respect local decency laws. Mm-hmm. That's important. Because although it is legal in Ontario to be topless, either gender, it is not in Quebec. So. Uh, okay. And important distinction. That too, that's also really big. Like the whole dancer's belt situation needs to be addressed seriously. (laughs) Because I find that women are much more open about talking like undergarments, like bras and corsets and shaping garments because society's like, this is what you need to be beautiful, here you go. So we're kind of already talking about it. But then when a guy goes into like his first um, Spidey suit, no one's really there to be like, so let me tell you about dancers' belts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because it's we, do not, we do not need to know what religion you are. Mm. No, no. And, like, there was a situation where um, a Spider-Man did a cartwheel on stage at a masquerade, and it was just terrible. It was 
it was not not horrifying, but there was definitely some scarred people in the audience. Especially if you're in the front row and you're a judge. I was a judge. Oh, I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so I know sorry. too much about you. You you could have at least bought me a drink or five. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Surprise. <laughs> But the worst thing is you can't really say anything to them at the moment because then they'll get really embarrassed or like they'll take it the wrong way if it's a woman trying to explain it to them. So then you try to find like your nearest guy friend and be like, can you do me a favor <laughs> and explain what dancers belts are to them? That would be great. But um, I have noticed that it's around a little bit more because there's been a couple of comics about it, which thank God. Yeah, I, I saw So you that. can just share it on your page and be like, hopefully the people see this that need to see this. <laughs> oh yeah, the Devil's Panties did a really good comic about it. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's the one that definitely has been the one I saw. But we, we send our, um, I'm friends with Nick Cosplay, who's a male cosplayer from Canada, and he was actually the one half of the Canadian WCS contingent mm -hmm. from last year which is the world cosplay summit and they go to nagoya japan and compete and it's hot there and stuff but anyway so we we try to send him on like dancers belt missions because he's a guy cosplayer so it's much easier for him to be like let me tell you about how men cosplay so we we kind of force his hand on that one <laughs> but. Mm, definitely Okay, now, as we go a little bit further on, let, let's talk about the burnout <laughs> aspect. I mean, we, I mean, from a educational point of view, I mean, I've done full-time school, full-time work, right across the board. I remember one day just waking up and be like, I can't do this, something's gotta give. And then later on down the line, I'm hitting conventions like almost every single month and Mako-chan can verify for some of this. And I think around the time of Animation, which is like a May convention, I'm just like sitting there. I'm just like, I haven't really unpacked in the last, I don't know if I can do this. And it's like, I, I just got to step back. I, it's, you know... It, it well, I knew I knew you had a problem when just talking about possibly going to Japan and you started mentioning conventions that you would miss. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're talking about going to a convention instead of going to Japan. Yeah. That's when I knew you had a problem. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Ron. Like I'm addicted to conventions. Yeah, there should be, like, a Cosplayers Anonymous. Hello, my name is Calamity. I'm addicted to cosplay. I've cosplayed three times in the last month. Um, it's it's hard, you know, because cons and cosplay can make you feel so good when it's fun. So yeah. you want to keep doing it because it's like, wow, this is really awesome. It'll be just as fun the next time. And it, I'm not saying that everyone gets addicted to it mm. or everyone develops unhealthy habits, but it's definitely a possibility. And it's something that I have seen a lot as as myself and my friends within the community are getting older. Because, you know, bodies aren't like, oh, hey, we can totally do three all-nighters in a row. Like, 
I could never do that in the first place, but I do know people that that have for school more so than cosplay. But I've hit burnout a number of times um, through school or through work, and it it gets hello cat. Um, it gets less fun every time, and I'm like, okay, so. The first time I hit it was um, I had just gone through my whole cancer situation. Um, I was really lucky. I didn't have to do chemotherapy or anything. Um, but it was, yes, hello. Um, it was still like a heavy toll on the body because I had to have surgery. And I was going through high school at the time. And I'm like, I am going to graduate on time. I'm not going to take an extra year off. Um, so I pushed myself really hard because I didn't want to be stuck in high school any longer because it had all these negative connotations of not being healthy and all that kind of stuff. So I just wanted a fresh start, which, you know, is fine. Um, what was not fine was that I was in a really demanding advanced placement program and that I didn't switch into regular school. So that was not a smart move on my part. And it took most part of that summer after I graduated to recover in order to be ready for university. And same thing happened when I was finishing the fourth year of my IT program mm. was that I was working 90 to 100 hours a week and I'm not even exaggerating. I'd wake up, start working, work until 5 a.m., go to sleep, wake up, work because it was just so, so demanding. And at the time also I wanted to do well. And that was a thing that I've had to admit about myself is that I liked being the overachiever. And I liked being proud of things I put out there. And sometimes you're not always able to be proud of things you put out there. Sometimes you just need to meet the deadline, let it go and move on. And the same thing applies to cosplay. Like it's different if you were cosplaying with a large group or you've committed to doing something like the WCS conventions or um, not conventions, but competition, mm -hmm. because there's a set deadline for that. And at least in the Canadian version, we're still getting started. So we're still trying to get going on that. And there's a de dropout deadline. So last year, when I was going through all my health issues, I committed to doing it with a partner and I didn't want to let her down. So I had to push through it, which was also a terrible decision, but I this is what I did because friends are important. Um, I pushed through it, kind of, but I still went on stage in front of like a couple hundred people who are all really into cosplay and some of people that I admire in a costume that I wasn't happy with. And there's, there's a special kind of like disappointment in yourself when that happens because you know you're better than what you're showing people. And these people don't necessarily know you to know that. So your first impression of them is going to be this half-finished ball gown, which I have a mm -hmm. picture of in the in the um, discussion or the blog post. Yeah. And that was, you know, it's it's a crappy feeling, and that's not something I wanted to continue. So that was really the first kind of brush of okay, I need to stop committing to things with hard deadlines until I'm feeling well enough to actually meet them because it wasn't that I didn't have enough time to work on this costume. It was that I didn't have enough energy and ability to do it. And yes, Putin is a cure-all. It is, it's true. Sorry, I just saw that pop up in the chat. No Putin is the best. Um, it just gives you heart attacks if you eat more than eat it more than once per year. 
Um, but anyway, so I had scheduled enough time because I'm all about scheduling times that I have enough time to do things like cosplay, but also sleep, eat, see friends, see family, that kind of thing. But what I didn't take for account in the summer was that my body was like, hey, you know that whole like functioning thing? We're just going to like cut that out. You're going to hurt. You're going to sleep. You're going to nap when you get stressed. And uh, I had a friend call me a land shark because if I stopped moving, I'd fall asleep. So, <laughs> so that's that's like the situation I was in. But because I had committed to this event that I couldn't back out of without risking my friend's ability to compete the year after, I had to still go on in this like extremely heavy, fancy costume costume that wasn't done. And and I decided that after that, that was the last con I did before I took my break to to recover. And I said, okay. That's the last time I'm doing that. From now on, I'm just going to more focus on costuming for myself because I enjoy doing it. And I don't want it to affect my health ever again like that because enough stuff affects me like that. Um, weather can trigger a flare-up or, like, stress. So work stress I can't help. Family stress I can't help. But cosplay stress I can. So I'm going to, to manage that as best I can to be as healthy as I can be. Right. Um, have you ever found yourself in your hotel room with your sewing machine trying to get it done? Yes. So that, that ball gown costume, basically, um, the contests or the competition was on Friday. Mm -hmm. So at least, at least I was only sewing on the Friday up until we got there, but I was sewing up until we had to be backstage. So that was also not fun because like I'm not only really sore and really tired but I'm also trying to wrestle this heavy velvet through my sewing machine in this cramped like hos uh, not hospital room sorry mm -hmm. wrong word Sometimes... you can clearly see the connection that my brain has made between that weekend and health like just in the, in the hotel room and yeah. and like I don't mind doing some hand mm -hmm. sewing in, in hotel rooms because you can do that while sitting around with friends watching TV or, or whatever. You know, it's it's much more able to be social, but when you're using a sewing machine, that's different because it's sometimes loud. Right. Or it's, it's a different kind of mentality. So hand sewing details or beads on is is acceptable, but, like, not not what I was doing. And that wasn't healthy either. And I knew it at the time, but... Again, I didn't want to let my friend down, so I was like, mm -hmm. okay, no, I'll just get that last thing done and then just make sure it's wearable on stage. Yeah, I remember um, my first Capsicon, we were all doing like this massive, I think it was a Final Fantasy VI skit, and one of the people in the room who was in the skit was still working on his costume. Up until the point where we had to drop out of the out of the masquerade because his costume wasn't done. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. I found myself in a different skit dressed as a Moogle, and I remember that night going back to the room, I'm just like, I noticed that, that guy, he wasn't there, nor was his sewing machine. I'm just, I didn't think twice about it till I believe later that night I go downstairs because people are freaking about the snowstorm, and I noticed <laughs> yeah. that he's underneath one of the stairwells 
I mean, the escalators. I'm just like, did I miss something? Come to find out, yeah, everybody was so mad about, about him not getting it done in time. Even though he said he had it done, he had it done. They pretty much kicked him out of the room. See, that's not okay. Like, yeah. it's just, where do you go? You're in a strange city if it's snowing. Well, like, yes, I'm Canadian, so I mean, but, I could make a Quincy or like an Igloo baby. That's still not really great either. Um, but it's not okay. Like, it's cosplay. Right. It's, yes, it's not healthy to be sewing up until that point either, but it's also not okay to kick someone out of the hotel room because they didn't get their costume done in time. So it's it's a both ways kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it's something that I found that is pretty prevalent within the community, and that's why I wanted to write the, the post about it. Right. Um, but, you know, like, being honest about the status of your costume is also a good idea. Um, like, in my case, the big ball gown. Yes. I was keeping my friend up to date about it, at least. I was saying, like, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I can reasonably get done in time. Um, what my failure on that weekend was, was not explaining better how my state of health was. So she didn't know that I was mm-hmm. like, can't stop. Um, she didn't know that I was dealing with a lot of pain at that point in time or that I wasn't functioning at the point where I wanted to be. And I should have been more honest about that so that she knew that's where I was coming from. Because it was it was still a tense weekend, you know? Because, like, I didn't want to damage her ability to compete next year, but I obviously wasn't happy with my costume or happy with my body at that right. point. Because it was like, hey, we're going to just hurt everything right now because you don't need it while you're going on stage, right? Yeah. So, yes, that is basically what the kitty says. No, mom. <laughs> And in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, uh, Rageinator says, what did he say? Yeah, he says, I hear that in Canada, poutine is considered a cure-all. It is. It is. So for like, someone mentioned about shrapnel in World War II, mm-hmm. what they would do is they'd put the cheese in and then the cheese would solidify and you pull the cheese out and it pulls out the shrapnel. That's a joke. Just, I feel like I should say that. Some some people have strange questions about Canada. <laughs> I have been asked if I live in an igloo or if I have dog sleds, like not, not as a joke. See, so. my only thing is this, how much would it cost for you to take Justin Bieber back? Um, no, see, you guys made him famous. That's your fault. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of he wasn't it. famous when he lived up here. That's all on you guys. All yes. yours. Yes, we have. But to I'm just going to point out that. that every time you have a very quote special presidential candidate, we send a Canadian pop star down. <laughs> who may or so, may not be made of Cheetos. Yes. <laughs> so you know, just 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 think very closely about your election. <laughs> we'll just leave it like that. Well, let's just say, before we get too political, a few states are voting as we speak, so... And I, I, I'm just thankful for Facebook purity. I can block so many people. I don't really... I'm at the point where I don't care who runs this country. I'm just kind of tired of hearing for and against this, whoever the candidate is. I'm like, can we just go back to memes about dogs and puppies and cats and just talking about how 
hanging out and doing this and all of that stuff, you know. Not until after November. I know, I know. See, here's what I don't understand, and this isn't a political statement so much as, like, I just don't understand why your elections take, like, three years. I don't, why? Why is it so long? (laughs) Ours take three months. Well, you got to have the primaries, and once that's done, then it becomes the one-on-one fight who gets to run this thing, you know, so. But even, like, the primaries and, like, the, it's just strange to me. So, it is not a war crime, sorry. Regenerator is complaining that we sent Beaver down. As I said, America made him famous. That's not on us. (laughs) I have to say, okay, Brian Adams is not trash. Celine Dion is not trash, you know, um... Alanis Morissette? Yes, definitely Alanis Morissette. But she has Even been... going to actors, you've got Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. Michael Myers. Ah, some of that I can give you. Dana Carvey. Some of that's trash. Ryan Dana Reynolds. Kirby. Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, Wolverine and Deadpool. Fair enough. Well, Hugh Jackman is Australian. Yes, but Wolverine is not. Well, yes, correct. Okay, I want to know. <laughs> all right, I want to know whose cat was that that time. That was mine. Okay, because he kind he kind of sounds a bit like Damien. She's she's very good at projecting oh, her voice because she's not actually by the microphone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so yeah, she's gonna get her two cents in no matter what. Yep, she. Uh, she would like to point out that she's also Canadian and apparently a star, but yeah. <laughs> At this point, you, you should just rename yourself to Usagi, and your cat should be named Luna. Because oh, seriously, I, like... I do want to do a Usagi Luna photo shoot. <laughs> um, <laughs> so one day, one day, it's on the list. I tried to put a post-it note in the shape of a a moon on her forehead once. Yeah, but it wouldn't stick. So I have to figure that one out. Because she's very tolerant. She's a very tolerant cat. But Well, they've got those animal spray paints now. You might I... be able to just give her a little moon paint. <laughs> I would hesitate to spray paint my cat. That is how Oh, no, no. Like, it's like a body accident. paint. It's like a fur paint. It's okay. not actually spray okay. paint. I, don't, I do not advocate anyone spray painting their bed. <laughs> I have accidentally painted my cat, but it wasn't with spray paint. Um, and then I had to chase her around the apartment trying to, like, wipe it off of her. And she was leaving little, like, blue footprints everywhere. So that was fun. Because it was an apartment. It wasn't my home. So I'm like, I really hope this comes out. <laughs> Not getting that deposit back. Well, we tried for that. Yep. Yep. Alright. And now, and as you say here, the cure for all of this is rest time away and sleep. I think this is something that not everybody, including us older generation of cosplayers, are not realizing just yet. You know? No, I'm realizing that just it, fine. I said most, not all. <laughs> it's, um, it's hard, you know, because you don't want to miss out on things. Mm-hmm. And cons are fun because there's so much going on and there's so many people to meet and new friends to make. And it's exciting. And it's hard, even for me now, to say, oh, I shouldn't go. I should stay home and get the rest. Or, like, I can't go because that would impact me for the next week. Because it's kind of like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the spoon theory. 
but basically you're allotted a number of spoons per day. That's your energy. Oh, Each activity yes. could take spoons. So like if I go to a con, I might have enough spoons maybe, but then I'd have to dip into the next days and then the day after con I'll be like I'll be wrecked. So yeah. it's come to the point where I've started booking days off after the con just so I can sleep and rest for that day so that I can be more productive at work after. Because otherwise I wouldn't I yes, hello cat. Um, I wouldn't be able to to be functional for most of the week because I'd be just trying to push through it and that doesn't work for my body or my, my energy levels anymore. Okay, I gotta know how far away is the cat from you? Um, she is now sitting on the desk. Oh, okay. But she was on the ground behind my chair. Wow, that's a bit of a distance. Yeah, she's, she's noisy. She's special. <laughs> I feel like I should say that if you do go to my blog, you'll see a lot of pictures of her. Um, they're not usually staged. So, and I say usually because sometimes I'll take a picture if she's being really cute on a piece of fabric. Yeah. But most of the time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a progress photo. So I reach for my phone, and I turn around, and then she's sitting there. And I'm like, okay. Like, she, she recognizes the action reaching for phone with attention. So she has taught herself to pose for pictures, which is strange. But she's a strange cat, so. But you still love her nonetheless, and that's a lot. I do. Yeah. I do. She's, she's got very few bad habits, so. Weirdness is a-okay, because I'm a weird human being, so we, we match. Mm. It's good. Now, the next thing you talk about here is family, and this is something that I can really relate to. This was about maybe about four, five, maybe six years ago. Uh, me and Mako-chan were at a local convention, and we had a friend who, she ha she had a son, and he was very sick, and, you know, we're hanging out taking pictures and i just happened to get a text from my friend and i'm just like oh wondering what was up you know and i read it and she just told me that her her son had just passed and i just collapsed to the ground pretty hard like a sack of potatoes you know and that whole weekend yeah. i was just like so out of it because i knew you know the whole inner workings of everything, and it was just like I don't know. I'm, it's it's surprising that that I was able to make it through that whole weekend, you know. Mm hmm. And like, I'm really sorry to hear that because it's it's always hard to lose someone, but like, I can't even imagine losing losing a child because yeah. that's that's above and beyond. Because they're supposed to have their whole life in front of them, mm -hmm. right? So it's it's hard. Um, and I've definitely passed on events and conventions that I'd had booked because um, I'd had a family member that was ill, like terminally, and, and we weren't right. sure at what point they were going to go. And I preferred to stay just to be around instead of going out of country, because it's one thing to go to like um, an in-town con that you can just like leave at. Yes as compared to being out of town. And even then, like, it's it's still kind of hard to, to balance the feeling of you want to have fun versus you still, like, there's all these family. And I use the term family in the sense of um, people that you're close to, because I do know people that their family is their friends. Like, their, their biological family is not 
their support network, their family is friends that have basically banded together to to be there for them. And that's that's the sense of family that I'm using in this sense because mm-hmm. it can be just as hard dealing with the loss of someone of a friend close to you and trying to support them in that time as the same with family. And it's our biological family in this case. And it's it's hard, you know, and um and in the case at Ottawa Comic Con, I knew it was coming, but it was still a shock to find out so quickly because the the person question had been like just amazing and energetic mm-hmm. and doing more than I did. And then like lightning quick after they came back from a vacation, they were ill and in two months they were gone. Right. And like that, because you don't have time to process that. Like you're, you're like, okay, they're ill, but we only found out that it was terminal a month into that. So then, then what do you do? And it's seeing that and watching my family and everyone that I care about dealing with that and comparing that to to the smaller upsetness mm-hmm. that's not a real word but you know what i mean um yes. of not winning a ribbon like that was just kind of an absurd absurdity to me because it's 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 a ribbon like it's yes okay you might be disappointed but in the grand scheme of things, it's so small compared to, to spending time with family or or life's greater disappointments, which, let's be honest, everyone hits sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And and that was kind of like, it was really jarring to me. <laughs> yeah. So I actually had to like step away from what was going on because otherwise I would have said something mean. Right. So I just kind of removed myself from the situation and made sure that everyone was doing as all right as they could be. Um, but it was, it was an interesting revelation to just realize that some people can become so laser focused on a goal that even though that goal is really small, when they don't get it right away or when they expect to get it, it's like their world is ending. It's like you just punch them in the stomach or like whatever so that's why I was mentioning the step back because Mm -hmm. yes we can all kind of fixate on things and that's something that any human being can do and and it's happened to me as well it's just stepping back kind of gives you a larger picture and it can be hard I know it can be hard because we invest so much time and so much energy and so much like we want to do well or we want to have this do really well or whatever this situation is. Right. But sometimes there is a bigger thing going on that needs our attention or that, you know, is more important. And you're still allowed to be upset if you don't yes. win a ribbon. Like that's that's I'm not saying that you can't be. Um, I mean it's but, yeah. But within reason, you exactly. Know. <laughs> There's a difference between saying, you know, I lost, I'll try better next time, as opposed to, what do you mean I lost? I should have won. Back, yes, step and back. that almost Remember? word for word I heard. And that was bizarre because, you know, okay, sure, you think you should have won. But, anyways, um, it's. Hmm. 
it's also okay to be like, I really thought I would have placed. Yes. And I'm disappointed that I didn't. Because you can only control what you bring to a contest. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned earlier that the Canadian um, masquerades are a little bit different. So we value worksmanship really heavily. Mm -hmm. Like that is 50% of the consideration that goes into your masquerade placing. So we follow something called ICG guidelines. Yes, I know exactly about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the um, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal kind of corridor of cons are all run by people that are in close communication and there's a lot of overlap so they're all really consistent um which is great for people that compete because then you get into it and you kind of know what you're getting into and it's familiar and everything runs fairly smoothly as much as masquerades can ever run smoothly but the the worksmanship is fairly high like it's um if you put in a zipper wrong and you're a master, yes, that's the that is the yeah. difference between placing and not getting anything. Or if you're at the uh, level below, which we call artisan, mm-hmm. which is like a Canadian thing, because we we had too many people, so we had to kind of like split it up a bit. Yeah, I remember. So artisan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, is is similar, but like not quite as demanding as a master. And then like. Obviously, for novices, if you put in a zipper and it's not falling apart, it's like, hey, good for you, good job. Um, but but it was just really bizarre because they're like, oh, so I didn't finish this thing and that's why I didn't win. And we're like, well, y- yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Because that's, for worksmanship, you know, that's, you didn't finish your costume. And like, it's one thing if you're just wearing it around the con. Yeah, sure, whatever. Don't bother flipping your seams and like, surging them or putting the zipper in correctly as long as it stays on you it's fine mm-hmm. um but if you're going to enter it in a worksmanship competition and your worksmanship isn't meeting the the base level of that that um tier of competition that you've entered you know it's you might not win it's it's, it's kind of part, something that you need to be aware life, of <laughs> it's, it's part of life you know yeah yeah and and yeah, people can be upset. So like, I kind of understood the first gut reaction of like, oh, like being upset and a little bit more confrontational, but then it continued. And that was what really bothered me is that instead of making, like accepting the feedback and being like, okay, although it was hard to hear, I'll go and think about it, which yes, feedback always can be rough. Um, this person kind of kept pushing and pushing and pushing. So now, you know, they're, making the the judges lives harder because these are just volunteers they're like i love cosplay i will help running run this masquerade i'll help judge it i'm taking time out of my con to do this and now they're dealing with like this person who's really um antagonistic and almost yelling at them and crying and then yelling at them again and then crying and i like i wish i was making this up but i wasn't i'm not no, I, I, trust me <laughs> I, I have been a judge for one convention i have friends who have been judges and believe you me i i've heard it all i've been sometimes i've been the guy that's like relax i'll get y'all some booze so you can bring it back down a few yeah. notches oh definitely afterwards i'm like let's go for drinks and food but drinks first yes, <laughs> yes. okay right. i'll drive um but you know it's it's okay to be upset it's not okay to take that out on someone that is just there to try to make people's cons be great 
that's that's not okay and and yes sometimes there will be legitimate situations where things are kind of off and there's there's ways to approach that and it's kind of something as well that we learn as we get older is conflict resolution like not everyone does let's be honest i was disappointed with some of the older generation of costumers because there was a whole thing about cosplay um versus costuming a while ago and people got all upset but whatever people are people but there's better ways to approach conflict resolution than getting very very upset and crying and yelling at the people you're did we lose her Calamity, you still with us? As we wouldn't be oh, doing it. Okay. You, you, your mic kind of muted you for like a few seconds or something. Oh, like sorry. That. It's okay. Um, so basically, what I was just saying, the too long didn't read version was, try to approach conflict resolution as calmly as you can, because even though you feel emotional, trying to be calm will help de-escalate things Mm -hmm. and eventually like you'll you'll calm down because things are kind of like settling down and yes sometimes people get upset and that's that's allowed but but you know if you need a break step back take a break or take a breath or whatever you need to do to to feel ready to deal with it and it's it's also okay to get um critique step back, look at things critically and say, you know what, I disagree with this. That's fine. But that situation was just messy and nobody really came out of it feeling better. And that that was another thing that bothered me too because it was completely counterproductive for the cosplay community. Mm -hmm. And we have enough situations that we deal with as a community already. Like, Community is made out of people. There's people are problematic. It's just a, a fact of life. But I try to promote the positivity and I try to promote um, cultivating positivity and growing the community in a way that is healthy and supportive and and wonderful because I was able to find that here with cosplay. And, and I actually wrote a follow-up piece to the um, balancing act, which is yeah. looking at why I cosplay. So that went up yesterday, I think. Um, and this is more about like the growing and the, the cultivating what she want out of the community because there will always be conflict and there's always going to be frustration and emotions because we're human. That's that's just how we work. Yeah. We're not robots. Mm-hmm. Robots would be easier, but we're not yet. yet. <laughs> but it's, it's hard and... And it won't get easier unless we all work at it to create positivity and to create more acceptance, both for um, ethnicity-based issues like cosplayers that are cosplaying someone of a different ethnicity, and then you get all these horrible people showing up on the internet because Mm -hmm. the internet is a loudspeaker, so everyone can use the loudspeaker. It's not the internet itself that's the issue, it's the people that are using it. So... The problem is there because we're humans and that's part of the issue that we're facing as humans right now but we can cultivate that so if there's more people saying that's not acceptable don't say things like that it's not okay then the more peer pressure will be to push thoughts like that away and change eventually change people's reactions to this because the less people see 
okay, mm -hmm. the less likely they'll think it's okay, and the more likely they'll realize how problematic and how how difficult and hurtful this is. And that won't change unless more people kind of step up to bat and and cultivate, like I was saying, encouraging the positive and kind of weeding out the negative to, to create a place and a community that we all feel comfortable in and enjoy being part of. Yeah, I, I always hope that, you know, because when, when some of my friends, they share stuff from the various sites about the insult and stuff about this and that. And I'll admit, there was a time where I was in on all of that because I didn't know any better. Now that I've sort of like taking a step back from cosplay, focusing more on podcasting and doing more press side of things, I've kind of see that, you know, there's no reason for me to jump into any of this. I'd rather sit on the sidelines, just watch this play out and telling people um, you might want to not get involved because it will come back and haunt you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, as I mentioned before earlier t tonight, Sometimes life events, capital letters, just happen. Like, that is inescapable. Life happens. And sometimes conflicts arise because of that. That, I'm not arguing. Like, that's legit. Everyone has that. But it's like the people that will make small things into big things. That's like the cosplay drama. Everyone's heard about cosplay drama. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, oh, and it's, it's kind of funny because... Is definitely based partially on the young age of cosplayers overall. Because, you know, smaller things seem bigger when you're a teenager. Like, oh god, I got a, a, like, a C on my test instead of a B. Life is ending. Oh my god, what am I going to do? It's just less about school and more about cosplay. Or like, oh, Becky didn't talk to me at lunch today. She hates me. You know, it's stuff seems big when you're a teenager. Right. And that's that's normal, but... But it's when you perpetuate and encourage that and, like, basically fan the flames that things get really big and hurtful and, and then it just kind of, like, creates a toxic environment. Whereas if you kind of foster more of the, the positive things like the communication and conflict resolution and supporting each other and being nice and being nice goes a really long ways. Maybe that's the Canadian in me, but whatever. Um, but the positive can help balance and outweigh the negative that we can't control. And there is some stuff that we can't control because we're just people, right? Like I would like to snap my fingers and make all of the, the whole body issues and like ethnicity issues go away in right. cosplay in the world, but that's, that's not going to happen. So I just have to work on the sphere of influence that I have. So I try to do that both with like talking with people directly and through the blog and encouraging people to cosplay because they love it. People to cosplay because they have their own reasons to cosplay. Like for me, cosplay, um, I started because I really enjoyed it and I enjoyed making costumes and being crafty and that kind of thing. But I kept doing it through my, my fibromyalgia issues mm -hmm. because it let me control part of my life in my life that I didn't have control over anything. So that was, that was worthwhile to me. Um, and that gave me enough meaning to be able to handle the rest of it better. And I've also met wonderful supportive friends through it that I would never have known otherwise that have been there for me through this, this flare up and, and they, 
I wouldn't have managed as well without them. Like they dropped food off when I was too tired or too hurt, like too much pain to right. cook. Or they checked in to make sure I was okay and had everything. And they just let me know that they were still there, even though I wasn't able to go out and be with them. And that's something that I'd never had in my life before. So that that meant a lot to me. And these are people that I've met through this hobby. So there's, yes, we can get way too invested in cosplay. Yes. But at the same time, there's definitely things that are there that are worth nurturing and encouraging. It's just a matter of balancing between those two. And that's the hard part, because balance is hard. I, I feel you. You know, I think for some people, it takes like a, like a major hit to the to the face, whether it's an emotional hit or a mental or physical hit, for some to realize mm-hmm. this is this is not all to end all, um, you know. Because I I've seen cosplayers who have just started out, like they'll go to a convention here and there and do costumes because it's fun, and then next thing you know, they have their schedules of costumes that they're going to do, their conventions, and it's like, how are you going to do all of this? I said it before, you know, if I have to take a personal day off from work to do anything that's associated to cosplay, I might just just hang up and be like, I, I, I'm kind of done. I, I mean, to me personally, I feel that's at that point where it's really encroaching on my personal mm-hmm. life. Like, sick days, personal days, vacation days are for me to do whatever I want to do. It shouldn't be... For me to do something and relate it to a hobby so I can catch up and keep up with everything else I said I would do to be with the various groups and this or that, you know? Mm-hmm. And yes, hello, Kat. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I completely agree with that. For for me, um, with my health issues, yeah. sometimes I need to take a day from work because right. I can't. I can't function. Um, my brain is foggy or like... I just hurt too much to deal with things. And and then if I rest through the day, I can do a little bit of cosplay work. Right. But but that's not the main reason I'm staying home, you know? Exactly. Is is hello cat. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um and you I listened to the part of the podcast where you discussed the article last week. Mm-hmm. And you did mention financial aspects of it and I agree that's not something that I got into yeah mostly because this was kind of like um just like a stream of consciousness post that I wrote and it all just kind of like fell out of my mouth onto the page through my fingers because that was a terrible analogy that I just made but you know what not I mean really but um I just felt <laughs> I just kind of like yeah because I, I actually, came out yeah I actually thought well how come she didn't cover that and my second thought was well maybe she is more the more financial responsible cosplayers out there some well, of that I, too yeah you budget your money <laughs> so. and your time properly i mean we're, we're seeing a high number of crowdfunding for people who need money to go to conventions for this costume and that costume i have seen screenshots of people's uh facebook pages uh, where they have yes. not paid a, a specific bill just so they can buy fabric to get this one cosplay done i mean that's at that point, you, 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 someone just needs to slap some sense to you and be like, you get time Seriously. out for a while. Yeah. 
And that is something that I've been working a post, okay. working on a post for. Right. So it's partially that I didn't think to cover it at that point in time because it wasn't directly affecting me because I am much more of the fiscally responsible person being who I am. That's just mm -hmm. like, I can't justify not paying bills for cosplay. That is not in my, my body makeup. I can't do that. I like food. I like sleeping in a bed. Like that's, exactly. that is priority for me. <laughs> so first off, I didn't like, it wasn't in my immediate thoughts because it wasn't immediately affecting me. So that was kind of like privilege that came into this, this discussion. Cause I also mm -hmm. do have a steady job. Um, now, <laughs> um, but, but I was there we're like in between jobs and that was yeah. also part of the reason why I wasn't cosplaying in that break I took from when I first started to when I got more into it in 2012 yeah. is that I didn't have the time or the finances, mostly the finances to do it. So I didn't like, I still did costumes for Halloween and stuff, but mm -hmm. it was, it was much more scaled back. Right. I only started really getting into it when I could afford it. Yeah. Um, and I can understand how people that are a little bit less um, fiscally conservative could get into it and and spend too much money because you don't realize how things add up. And yeah. I've definitely gotten bills, like visa bills, being like, oh, wow. You know, like, especially being Canadian and going to American cons, because you're, you're spending money. And unless you were mentally doing the conversion rates, you don't really think about it and then you get your bill and everything's converted there and when our dollar's not very good it really hurts um but the whole crowdfunding thing is there's a use for it and there's a way to do it yeah. in a way that benefits both people and mm -hmm. i think a really good example would be jessica negri and her patreon because yes she makes a lot of money off of it i don't know if you've seen it but it is I a have. lot of money but if you look at what she's providing these people for how much money they're giving to her, they're basically paying for um, access to photo shoots that you can't get elsewhere, customized Polaroids that she signs and writes notes on, um, video chats where she answers their questions. They're able to suggest cosplays or photo shoot locations um, that she'll take into consideration and people vote on them and she decides that. So it's, they're getting something for the money they're giving her. What is not acceptable, but people are kind of trying because crowdfunding is still new and yeah. there's not whole like regulations or, or like social rules set up about it yet, is the, I want to go to this con, but I don't have enough money. Maybe people will donate it to me so I can go. And unless you are a guest and you are raising money so that the con can pay your way to this convention where you can work and give people like um, content and interactions and basically work there mm -hmm. and pay people back for this money in, in services and whatever, um, that's, that's just asking for people to pay for your trip. And that's not really as okay yeah. as you might think it is. Sure, there's people that, you know, will decide to try it just to see if it works. And, like, what I don't really understand is that sometimes it does work. I don't get it. But that's what people do. And, you know, it's, it's 
it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it, it's it's like I said, when it comes to crowdfundings and Patreon, I mean, I, I've said it a few times already. It's the new age hustle. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase STEM. I don't. It can have, be. Yeah. I don't have to like it, but I will respect your hustle. If you are straight up with me about it, fine. If you're going to kind of dilly-dally around and kind of back-talk mm-hmm. and say it's this and that, no, that that's not going to fly with me. But if that's what you want to do, yeah. you, you do you. Yep. And, like, you know, I don't think it's necessarily um, honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if that's what people are, like, here's the thing. If you're willing to do that and be like, hey... I feel like going to this con. Can you help fund me? And people, and you find people willing to pay for it, knowing that that's what you're doing. Oh, okay, sure, do it. But like, that's not something I would see myself doing because yeah. I would just feel super like uncomfortable and awkward about it. Being like, hey, could you pay this thing for me? I feel bad asking for like my friends to lend me ten bucks I, I kind because of I don't have way. cash on me. Like, that's just who I am. I just like, oh god, money. I can't ask people for money. That's just not not what I do. Um, whereas if you're doing things more like the the way Kickstarter was initially meant to be used and still is primarily used for mm-hmm. is like funding projects. So basically getting things off the ground. So if there's a cosplayer that's doing something like I'm going to be making a creation slab where people in my area can come and use tools that are too expensive for one person to own, but it's kind of like a co-op thing. I need to raise this much money to to buy these things and rent the space and everything. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yes, of course I'll donate to it if it's in my area so that I can come use it because that's what I'll be getting back in exchange for the money I'm giving. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a Patreon where you get um, access to this, these things like if I was a really big Jessica Naker fan, I think she's awesome, but I'm I'm not really big into like the, the celebrity fan culture kind of thing. But if I was, that would be a really neat way to access it. And her price points are actually really low if you look at it. Yeah. It's like five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. I think twenty or something is like the highest, which which is you know, that makes sense because the the worth you get back for it is about equal to what you're paying into it. True. And it's new content every month. Mm-hmm. Whereas if someone's like, I have a Patreon, but then they're not actually producing any content or, or anything to make the money you're putting into worthwhile, then that's, again, you're just kind of like paying for this person to, to do their hobby. Um, and that's something that people, I think the more it becomes like saturated and the more it becomes part of the norm in society, the same way that Amazon and eBay has become normal then that'll kind of even out. But because it's so new, people are still trying to figure out how it works and like what's socially acceptable and how to spot the scams. Cause like there's still scams. Yeah. There's scams everywhere, you know? And like, they're always changing how they do it to try to get more people to, to fall for it. And people are always learning how to spot them. And it's just kind of like, it's like an evolution arms race between scammers and scammies. So that, that's not something we can avoid. We can, or not something we can stop. We can learn to avoid it and how to spot it, but but it's different. Yeah. Not just scams, but trolls. Yeah. Trolls, yes, that too. Definitely. Um, I won't get into the troll. No, culture. no, no. 
I think at this point we've kind of, we pretty much covered the whole gamut, you know. And I think I really appreciate you coming in, kind of opening up and just explaining in detail why this came about. And I I tell people that I don't give advice to hear myself talk or it's the right thing to do. I give advice because I've done this. I've seen it blow up in my face. I'm just making sure that you don't make the same mistakes that I have. You know, so. I agree. And a lot of my blog has been that, or um, it's been analyzing parts of the culture and like kind of picking it apart because Mm -hmm. once I kind of got into the groove of doing cosplay and learned how to sew better and learned how to do armor better, um, the blog shifted from Calamity Makes Mistakes and this is what you shouldn't do because Calamity has burned slash cut herself slash whatever messed up important pieces. Right. So you don't have to. Mm-hmm. To um, Let's look at the way the culture is growing and how it's changing and how things affect each other. Um, but like I also still yeah. mess up, so I still write those posts. Yeah. <laughs> like doing corsetry and stuff which um, I did like a sew along for how to make your first corset and then broke like 10 needles in the course of that sew along. Just be like, well, you know, it doesn't matter how how many things you've sewn. There's still some projects that just don't go right. Yes. <laughs> and it's just a thing. But I've, I've really enjoyed being um, on here and I'm really appreciating that you, you contacted me contacted me because it's, it's also nice to hear that people have enjoyed reading what I write. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, I write for myself mostly. Yeah. And if people read it, then like, wow, that's okay. That's great. But I still write because that's what I, I do. And it's kind of like, um, a compulsion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so it's just kind of nice that, that it has positively affected people as well. And both, um, both, both of the balancing act posts i've got people messaging me on on facebook or on my blog just to say thank you for for letting them know that they're not the only ones that have thought like that and that's really important to me and that's why i do open up about a lot of my health issues is because if you don't know that the symptoms or what you're going through is is legitimate sometimes you can start thinking like oh am i just not able to deal with things is it me am i not able to to manage am i just making a big deal out of this out of nothing so if people don't talk about things like depression or invisible illnesses or things that aren't visible like a broken arm then it's we're we're actually damaging the people that we care about because they might have something but they're too afraid or they don't think that it's worth talking about Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm i try to be more open even though you know it's terrifying when you hit post yeah and then like your personal life and issues are like oh hey being shared and being seen on facebook by ten thousand people like that balancing act number one was like that was you know i i was scared but the the amount of people that responded by saying that it was that it helps them or that it is helping them was definitely made that worthwhile. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I, I can't thank you enough for even right for, for that, you know, cause as I've said to my staffers, I think this is something that we all can relate to. This is something we've all been there in one form or another, you know? 
Um, right now, uh, my Skype line is open, so if anybody does want to call in and ask Calamity a question about what we talked about tonight or anything along those lines, you can Skype us at Anime Jam Session. Uh, calls are cut to two minutes due to time, and ooh, this is one of this, this is this is definitely a good episode. We've gone over our usual time, and, and that's when we add extra time because we tend to go on, but. I'm really going I do to... talk a lot. I'm sorry. No, it's it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. We we I, I enjoyed it. What Mako, Ichigo, y'all enjoyed this, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're like pretty much you're you're one of us, so. Aw, thank you. You're welcome. All right, now I I asked, I ended up asking a similar question on our Facebook page, and we call it the open forum topic. Um, what that is, is we ask a question about a topic that pertains to tonight's show, anime conventions, or anything along those lines. Um, the open top, form topic we asked is, in and out of cosplay and conventions, has it ever been a time that you had to put cosplay conventions on the back burner due to things in your real life taking a higher priority? And we asked, you know, don't go into full details unless you want to. And we actually got three answers here. Um, from Kei-chan... Uh, she had to do that for her Lucina cosplay. She wanted it done before Anna Marathon, but she kept running out of um, supplies, and the sword wasn't done. Then her friend went off to college, who normally get her the things, but she's not able to get them. So, she's pretty much uh, saving that for MatsuriCon, and if she gets it done, she's not going to take it to a con before seeing that it is a contest piece. She says, I feel as if you were a contest piece to a con before the actual contest, it jinxes the cosplay, sort of like if the groom sees the bride in her wedding dress before the wedding. Okay, I mean, I know cosplayers who have that one cosplay, they will not wear it until it's time for judging. I get that. It's Uh, also like you're risking putting it out there just in case um, something happens, like someone spills mm -hmm. a coffee on it. You know, like... Uh, Although I'm a strong advocate for doing cosplay testing, Mm -hmm. so putting it on around the house, trying to sit, trying to put it on, take it off, see how comfortable it is. Because sometimes there's things that you don't really think about, like going to the washroom when you're sewing it, but when you're at a con and you've had the five coffees you need to interact with people for the day, then it becomes much more of a problem. Yeah, definitely. Um, From one of our other... um commenters here, uh, Serenity1488. She's pretty much agrees with what K-Chan has said. She said that she finally received her husband's uh, Matt Smith wig, but due to funds and the location, there's not much going on. So they're taking a back burner for conventions and just trying to take care of more, be more financially stable. Mm-hmm. And Shinji Akari says, real life always comes first. I've canceled conventions and cosplay plans at the last minute because of family or personal priorities. Even at a convention, I have to adjust plans, and that's okay. It's supposed to be fun, after all. And that's totally true. Like, sometimes you just don't get into a panel you want to attend because there's a big lineup or because crossing the con floor takes forever because it's so packed. Yeah, You know, that's just... It's it's good to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Like you can have ideas of things you want to go to, but being willing to be flexible and and prioritizing what is important to you so you can make sure that you're more likely to be able to to do that is is a good idea, I think. Definitely. 
Um, and I've and I have said it. If I said if I had never gotten into podcasting, I'd probably be one of those angry, bitter cosplayers who demands to win, who thinks their stuff's better than everybody else's, and so forth. So for me, getting into co- into uh, podcasting kind of kind of saved me in a way. It's. Yeah. I think it's also like um, just being out in the world. The more you see things reflected back at you, mm-hmm. the more you're able to like look at yourself and be like, "Oh, I don't like that," yeah. <laughs> and then try to change it. Definitely. Um, for for me, it's mostly been from a financial aspect where there are all these conventions I want to go to, and then you know, as I get older, I'm no longer living at home. I'm living with other people mm-hmm. so i have to i can't spend this much and i've gone from living with various roommates to my own place so i'm looking at cosplay and like well i'm just going to rewear this one and this one and looking at conventions well i can't hit this long distance one but there's a couple of local ones that's not going to wreck my wallet it's just it might even, may even make a dent in my wallet I might as well just go check those out and so forth and and i'm looking at this year i'm like I'm hitting less cons than I used to when, during my younger years, and I'm like, you know what? That's a, I'm okay with that. I'd, I'd rather focus more on my career, which is IT. So those 80 to 90-hour work weeks, I completely understand. I was on the lower tier of that doing 40 to 50-hour work weeks at the help desk. I, I completely understand that. Yeah, and... And it's um, it's definitely something that has become prevalent within the com- Canadian community mm-hmm. because this winter, after we elected our new prime minister Justin Trudeau, who's you know like the social media darling these days, but yes, there's but a the lot world of people on like, Facebook who whoa, love that man. Whoa, whoa, I don't know about this guy. He looks kind of young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like our dollar took a nosedive, and that was kind of a problem because a lot of cons that. Um, that are the bigger cons where we get to see our American friends are in the States. And then all of a sudden your dollar that hasn't changed how much you're getting from your job is worth a lot less. And, and actually most people I know had to cancel the the majority of their American cons because we couldn't afford to do it anymore because our dollar was so bad. Like Mm -hmm. it was, I think it was at like 70 cents to a dollar <laughs> so like for for five dollars that's not a big deal when you get into booking a hotel room or like transit then then it really starts hurting but i just noticed ichigo gami said so charming yes justin trudeau is very charming mm. <laughs> and i think from this um from this point i believe even mako and ichigo can probably chime in on on being in in similar situations as well, because it ain't easy. No, I mean, it got to the point, especially health-wise, where that one year that we went up to PAX East, and we left at 4 o'clock in the morning, and me being the only driver, I was sick with exhaustion for the entire weekend. So it got to the point, they're like, all right, if I have to drive, and we're going to a convention that's you know, a couple of hours away, just for my health, we have to go at least a day early. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what I fully agreed with. 
Yeah, because I, I wasn't able to really enjoy that weekend because I was sick for most of it. Mm-hmm. And then there's the drive back. Uh, yeah, and the, well, the drive back wasn't as bad because it was after the convention and after I got sleep. I mean, yeah, I still had to drive, but it wasn't, you know, waking up at four o'clock in the morning to get mm-hmm. there. So we, you know, to get there to get the hotel room. But, you know, I, I've, I, I've gotten to the point where I don't have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning at a convention just to get to everything. I would rather sleep in, let everybody else get ready, they can go out and do what they want to, then I can get up leisurely, get ready, get dressed, and go out on the floor and not have to worry about being exhausted by midnight and not being able to go to either the 18 plus panels or if I want to go to the dance or what, you know, hanging out in the room after. Mm -hmm. I definitely don't make it past midnight anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I did. I wish I did. Um, I think I made it to like one at anime North this year, Mm. but I had taken, like, I wasn't the only driver. And at this point um, with my health improving, but still not like a hundred percent, I refuse to be the only driver for a drive that is over four hours and traveling from where I live to Toronto is five and a half through heavy highway driving. So I, I need another driver in the car because I know that although I will be okay to drive there and back, I will be ruined for the week afterwards because I'll just have been aware and active and trying to, to participate at the con for too much. And I definitely have fallen asleep as like a nap, quote unquote nap, at like 1 p.m. Oh, I'm just going to nap for an hour and then I'll meet friends later. And then I wake up and it's like 6 p.m. and I've missed everything. (laughs) Or alternatively, like I'm going to have a nap at like 6 p.m. And then that way I'll be able to get up and I'll go to the the party, like the Katsukon parties or... Mm -hmm. um, the year I was at Dragon Con, where the dance starts at 1 a.m. Like, who starts a dance like at 1 a.m.? Who starts that then? Like, what about people with day jobs? I'm not used to doing that. 1 1 a.m. is when I'm sleeping. That's my body doesn't like changing that much in a weekend. So it's yeah, I definitely hear you on on the driving and trying to balance that with sleeping and rest so you can actually enjoy the con because I've I've been there. Yeah. What about you, Ichigo? Did we lose her? I thought she was just being really quiet. I know. <laughs> Ichigo, are you still with us? <laughs> We're coming down to the end. <laughs> the cat. Hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, no. Okay, I'm sorry. For some reason, my, my mic has been acting up because I have been quipping in. Um, but for some reason, my mic is being super naughty. Yeah. Um, Actually, and I come from a completely different perspective, because even though I'm not a famous, cos-famous, costume-famous, or anything like that, I actually do participate in cosplay for my daily life and my livelihood currently. Um, Since I teach with a non-profit studio here, it's like a tech shop, if any of you know what that is. Um, for cosplay, and we work with like the boys, uh, the big brothers, big sisters, um, 
organization of America and stuff like that to reach out into our community and spread uh, like local awareness and appreciation of everything from costuming to armor building and stuff like that. And, you know, we work with the 501st and, and everything like that. So it's really cool. Um, so coming from that perspective, not only do I do that, <laughs> but I also, <laughs> I also am a Lolita designer. <laughs> hmm. And so I spend a lot of time at conventions. <laughs> Oh my god, saying it now, I, and I staff Otakon, and I run their maid cafe. Yay, my life! Um, so I, I definitely can totally appreciate the idea of burnout, because I actually suffer from not only mental incapacities such as insomnia, clinical insomnia, and time dysphoria, um, where my, my actual body clock does not usually start until about 11 a.m. and works me until about 4 a.m. in the morning, and that's just my natural occurrence of, of when I function the best. Um, but I also suffer from GERDs, um, gastroesophageal problems, and chronic pain. So I can definitely relate to a lot of the messages you had in your article. Um, I personally... Uh, know what kind of limits I have, what kind of dietary restrictions I have to go with now because of traveling so much. I actually just did a two constant and then I have a maid cafe to run for the makerspace that I work for this weekend. Um, I was at Anna Amazement and then I did Awesome Con last weekend as a booth babe for my friend. And then this weekend we're doing the maid cafe. So I know my limits for certain things. I know as long as like I have a week between conventions that I'm usually okay. But it is always very important to kind of have that good idea of what your actual mental capacity is. Because... I want to I want to say that my first experience with cosplay burnout and I think this was the turning point for just my lifestyle in general. Um, I used to be a very high stress personality. I used to try and be a very high functioning, high uh, purposeful, like very overactive, overachieving personality. Mm -hmm. um, and it led to more complications with my chronic illness. And so at age 14, I had made a Chibi Moon cosplay, a Chibi Chibi Moon cosplay to uh, wear at, uh, I think it was like my first Otakon that I ever attended. And I ordered the boots, but they didn't come in on time. So I made backup boots with duct tape. You know, when in doubt, use duct tape. Mm. Um, so unfortunately, I forgot to pack them in my bag. And so at age 14, I had like a mental breakdown and I just cried in the hotel room for a good hour. By then, I'd missed my photo shoot. I'd, I'd basically just, like, gotten personally defeated, had a lot of, like, unresolved, I guess, sadness from not being able to do this thing. But in the end, you know, I reflected on it. And, and as a human being, I went, you know what? It's really not worth it. My health and my happiness are not reliant on dressing up. I mean... If I can teach other people to be happy and things like that, now that I've realized what, what I do for a living, um, as long as I can take what I know, being a trained seamstress and fashion designer, and teach other people to do it and make themselves happy, and to stress the idea that you can only, you never measure yourself by other people, but measure yourself by who you were the day before. If you've learned something, if you've become a better person than you were the day before, then you've done something. Um, so I definitely resonated with the messages that you had in your article, and I thought that they were very succinct and very cleverly put. So I really appreciated it, and I definitely shared it. 
Thank you. And um, I definitely agree with you. And like, I have food issues too, which because you know, life is fun that way. It's like, oh, here you have other health issues. We're going to add foods onto this. So yeah. I also have like, yeah, stop. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I definitely have like a couple posts in the work about like how to eat better at cons because it's hard because you know you're at a con you're go you're going go 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 all day and then the food that is readily available is usually like fast food and if you have food issues that's not always a possibility for you and neither is not eating because not eating makes people angry and upset and then people get more upset because everyone's tired right and and even aside from that, there's also like low blood sugar and hypoglycemia and all that jazz. And um, it's something that I thought was really interesting, actually. And I'm just going to briefly mention this. I won't get into it because I talk a lot, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, is that I started doing um, a questionnaire to find out who actually cosplays. So what issues we face. Because the more I was talking to people about these articles that I was writing the more I realized that there were certain trends within cosplayers. Cosplayers tend to have more like to be more likely to have invisible illnesses or mental illnesses than average Joe on the street. And that's something that I thought was really interesting. So I was kind of wondering, is this because cosplay gives us a way to yes, hello cat. Um, <laughs> to to kind of interact with people with like an already set conversation piece or is this because we can work on our cosplays at home on our own schedule and then share it with people at set events that we have time to prepare for and that's what makes it easier so i have the cosplay questionnaire up in my blog um cosplaycalamity.com and if you take two minutes and fill it out that would be awesome because the more data we have the better it'll be and um also i don't know if uh if you guys have been aware, but Canada is apparently full of nerds because we crashed our census site when we started that. And that was kind of like what kicked this idea off is because I'm like, oh, well, that's a really neat idea. So you can learn more about the community and we can also use this information to improve our community through conventions and what conventions supply or what like, um... oh, OK, Kat, you're just going to lie down now on the mm. keyboard. That's awesome. Um, and and what um, maker spaces and other organizations, the way they, they cater to and react to cosplayers, because having information is gold, right? Like you can't um, work on improving a problem unless you know the problems there, or same thing as you can't work on making people's, um, helping people out if you don't know what they need, that kind of thing. So this is currently what I'm doing. I'm not going to be selling the information to anybody. I'm going to be posting a series of blog posts. Um, it's all confidential, all that jazz. I talk about it more on the blog page. But if you're interested, check it out. Um, I think I have 250 responses already. But my goal would be to have 500 before I start publishing responses, just to get rid of like confirmation bias and all that fun stuff. Because nerds mm -hmm. and information. I definitely. Yeah. Definitely filled it out. <laughs> it might have been today, but I definitely did as soon as I see questionnaires like that. Um, I, I've had a lot of friends who were journalists in college, and then I also had a lot of friends who did a lot with consumer awareness and the availability of data. And I have a really high belief in the 
attitude that ignorance is really not bliss and that an educated consumer is much better for our economy than anything else. Um, and it's kind of funny because there have been articles about how we as a generation are building our own economy with the way that we have created this almost um, self kind of funding, you know, different websites and things like that to promote promote ideas that we like. And how, like, actual capitalist corporations don't understand what the modern consumer wants, and so they basically publish things against us. But I'm not going to get into that, because that's really other deep conversation. But Millennials, bad. Yeah. Millennials, they're ruining the cereal industry because they're not eating cereal. No, we're just eating healthier. We're eating something else, you know. Um, But, yeah, no, whenever it comes to all of those kind of issues, it's definitely good to, to get that kind of feedback and data, because I feel like... Once you start to tap into what we actually go through and things like that, and you start to go into your your blogs and, and post about that, I think it's going to get people really fired up and really excited to to talk about different issues in our in our culture as it is now because we are mainstream. Nerd is the new cool, yeah. and we just and kind of have to accept that's it. That's a cool <laughs> issue too, right? Because like people are so used to being like, oh well, I got teased in high school or elementary school or whatever school outside of school even for liking this stuff now everybody likes it like it's it takes a lot to adjust to that you know because like i i played games i'm more of like the gaming type of nerd than than strictly anime mm. um don't don't hate me no, so I, like both. I like all the things look look, look i have animes <laughs> I, I, I have animes on my shelf going back about 10 years that i haven't even watched only because when i was working at best buy the discount was pretty sweet and yes, I do have gaming consoles, but most of the time I'm at my computer just working on cosplay photos and editing video. And if I'm not doing that, I'm just probably idling on Facebook or playing a couple of games or something, you know. Sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, I kind of jack of all trades per se, you know. I would yeah. definitely have to say that oh, I'm a tech. Oh, sorry, honey. I'm a textile nerd. That's just what I like. So I I've actually have a lot of friends in the Canadian cosplay um, culture. Um, so it's always fun to hear about, like, the different expectations they have uh, yeah. as, as far as judging and things like that, especially since I'm a huge textile nerd. And unfortunately, a lot of the American competitions are moving so far away from that because there are so many more people who are bringing armor or LED work or things like that to the competition that the actual um, <clears throat> workmanship somewhat gets overlooked. So I can definitely appreciate that. And I am a huge board game nerd. I have friends out here that we will get together and play Exploding Kittens, Seven Wonders, you name it. They probably have it. <laughs> and I'll show with Cards Against Humanity, all 1,600 cards. <laughs> yeah, those make appearances at cons for sure. Yeah. Um, but but especially with like the textile nerd, that's definitely something about me too. And I'm just like a generalist nerd. Like... I have the problem of falling in love with a topic and I want to learn as much as I can about it. So a lot of the time um, I actually watch documentaries while I'm sewing because it helps keep me like awake because I mentioned the whole thing with like, I fall asleep if I stop moving too long. Um, So having something that I can kind of listen to while I'm working with my hands helps out a lot. And documentaries are something that I can learn and listen to, but I don't, I'm not required to watch as intently as compared to like, TV shows that I actually want to pay 100% of attention to, like um, the first season of How to Get Away with Murder was really, really good, or like 
anime that is subbed because you have to read it. Mm-hmm. And then I can't read it and so because that's a terrible idea. <laughs> and that's how you get hurt. Um, and cosplay is dangerous enough without adding extra things like that to it. Um, so I think, like, YouTube is a wealth of documentaries. Like, uh, World War II documentaries. Um, I was watching a really, really good one about World War One that examined, like, um, how World War One was actually legitimately a world conflict and how it started and how it was like a war nobody really wanted, but everything was a mess and then everything exploded. Um, so I really enjoy learning about that too. And it's also like textiles, information, um, how game design works, let's plays to learn how games actually work. Um, that kind of thing. Like I'm not super into the, the reactionary videos because then it's just a lot of yelling and then my cat gets upset and starts yelling back. <laughs> and that's just like a terrible idea. And I have neighbors. I don't want to do that. <laughs> not not a sad cat. Just like she thinks someone's in trouble and then she'll start yelling to get attention because she's helpful like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like we've all got our own nerdums and it's it's they overlap and they intersect and all that fun stuff. And that's what makes people in cons exciting is to learn to learn about stuff that you might not otherwise have access to or be aware of. Like talking about textiles, like I didn't, um, I learned how to sew first when I was a kid, but I never really got into it and start until I started doing cosplay more seriously at 2012. And although I would absolutely love to have this be part of my, my income because of my health issues, I need the stability of a nine to five job, even though it's not super like, you know, exciting to, to do day to day is like oh look at this programming code that was written 10 years ago and it's been broken for 10 years but nobody noticed until today it's you know it's not what i love to do but it pays for the things that i love to do and it also pays for me to be healthy enough and rested enough to do the things i love to do so that that's another whole topic right is um adjusting to life that's outside of the oh if you work as hard as you possibly can, you can do anything you want because that's not necessarily true. Like we can work towards being able to do it, but sometimes there's like real life obstacles and it's in the way and all that jazz, so. Yeah.
And much as I really want to keep this going, I'm looking at the time and we're going to have to wrap this up or else yeah. Mako-chan <laughs> is going to beat me. <laughs> but yes, um, thank you so much for having me on. I really had a great time and hopefully you guys thought it was interesting. So, and Kat, Kat also enjoyed being on. Now she's leaving. But well, I, she enjoyed being around. <laughs> well, we all enjoyed it. I'm just surprised we didn't hear from Damien at all tonight. I guess he was too lazy sleeping somewhere, huh, Mako? Uh, he's on the bed, and he's cleaning himself right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought Damien was a person. <laughs> I was like, um, okay. But isn't yes, that, like that, that, that is a new mental image for you. Classy. <laughs> Classy, <laughs> Mako. <laughs> So, oh, like, cool. oh, but, okay. Oh, cat, that's a cat. I got it. I'm up to date. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure you're not imagining some random guy cleaning himself on her bed? Mm-hmm. Well, no, I am now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's also approaching midnight, which is when my brain just stops functioning normally. And, like, the, um, the brain mouth filter goes away and weird mm. things come out, but... Gotcha. It's fun. <laughs> I think I think that aspect of, of life kind of keeps us going. It's like you got to be a little crazy to accept what's going on so you can keep going and doing the things that you want to do. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And like, I also do weird posts on my blog too. Like, it's not all heavy, heavy topics. Sometimes it's like the 10 things I get from the dollar store that I use on literally every costume. And it's things like a tablespoon or... Or things that I found out that are really useful, but but are weird. And then, like, I get messages from my friends being later, later being like, why do you use a spoon? Like, because it works and it's really inexpensive. And I had one there when I tried it. Exactly. <laughs> and, just... <laughs> and it helps you not burn your fingers off. Yeah, yeah. I made that mistake last night. Oh. But... And if you want to hear more about her amazing blog and, and some of the stuff that she's talked about tonight and then some, head over to, hold on, I got it right here in my browser window, cosplaycalamity.com. I was going to say the other way around. I'm like, nope, that's not right. Yes, thank you so much again. Of course. And feel free to come back anytime. For sure. I'd love to make this more of a regular thing. I like talking. it's it's, it's one of the reasons why I do this (laughs) so if you like what you heard tell a friend they in turn tell another friend and so forth we're independent bloggers independent podcasters we do this for the fun of it so we like it or don't like it we're just telling you straight up Um, if you have any questions about the show just drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com we want to know what's up we're here to believe you uh, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com, and later this week, hopefully before I hit uh, Anime Next, I will have a review of the uh, Sailor Moon fan film that I watched over the weekend. It was quite interesting. You might want to hear my take on it. Um, if you have issues before getting... Before you to... hear mine. Say what? I said before you hear mine. <laughs> I, I know you want to pull a Homer Simpson on them. I know you already. Am I right or am I right? Something, 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 Homer, go crazy. There you go. Uh, If you want to check out our podcast, you can find them on our website, AnimeJamSession.com. But if you 
have issues getting to them from our site, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Uh, check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. Uh, our Twitter page, twitter.com slash anime jam session. And Facebook, facebook.com slash anime jam session. And we just hit the 3,000 mark, so thank you so much to everybody who's liking the page. We're going to have a lot more content coming up in the next couple of weeks. I should know. I'll be working on said content later tonight. <laughs> um. Like I said, we're here on the VOG Network twice a week. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30, Thursdays with a 2 p.m. encore. But we're not the only geek podcast on the network. You have the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, the Geek Card, Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Knowledge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wild, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, and Guys on the Show. I think that's everything. So let's go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, I got nothing. Ichigo? Um, well, just keep the positivity and the cosplay culture going, guys. And if I see you later this weekend at the Maid Cafe for Studio Cosplay, see you there. Uh, Clown, do you have any uh, final words for our amazing listeners out there? Um, thanks so much for tuning in and, and, you know listening to what I have to say, because that's weird, but awesome. Um, if you are interested in cat pictures, as well as cosplay pictures, um, I have my Facebook page, facebook.com slash cosplay calamity. I'm also on Instagram as that calamity, all one word. And uh, thanks so much, and hope to see you at some time at a con near wherever, because I travel a lot. Canada is too big. <laughs> You think try traveling through the the great fifty states and two of them are not connected. There's some traveling for you. Okay, okay, but you can drive for like five hours and be in a different state. For here, you're not even like half half out of the province. So. Fair enough. It's, it's it's a size thing. We don't talk about it much. It's awkward. Oh my um, but yes. God. <laughs> Okay, I-, I think we're done. We're going to get up on out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Mako-chan. And I'm Ichigo. And over there is our awesome guest, Calamity. Thanks. You're welcome. Great fight, great night. See you next week with our anime next review. Night. Ciao for now. All right. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. I can tell you're really tired. No, I was just being nice. Thank you, based Mako. Or in this case, based Jupiter. Mm-hmm. No, really, I mean that. Mm-hmm. I legitimately meant that. Mm-hmm. What? Y- I'll deal with you later. <sighs> Good night, everybody. Good night. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. 
The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane! <laughs>